Yo, BJ Gador with the Weekly BJ Podcast, and I hate to break it to you, but here's what you're going to do this weekend. DJF! So at the time of recording this, it is Sunday morning. I am getting excited for the Packers, because they're on, actually, on CBS today, so I don't have to go to a sports bar. I can watch it at home. And they're trying to go 3-0 against the Broncos, so hopefully we get that done, all cheeseheads. Hashtag Go Pack Go. Get it in. But I wanted to jump in and share this amazing day I had on Friday because I'd like you to experience, if not all of it, some of it. All right, now I love sharing fitness, you know that about me, but what I am most passionate about at this point in my life is just sharing fun experiences that you can also have with people you love and enjoy, and I hope you do that through this podcast. And by the way, this is what it's all about to me. The fitness lifestyle is so I can do what I'm about to share with you and not look like a total fat piece of shit. All right, and I'm going to share this killer workout I did in the morning. I did it like I came up with it on the spot. That's one of the cool things about when you do something for a while or you're in something and you're passionate about it and you're a master of your craft. Like to design a workout like this, it used to take me like early on, like 15 years ago, like it would take me an hour or more. And then I keep making changes. And then within a minute, I came up with this incredible workout that set the tone for what was an amazing day. And if you're going to eat like an asshole, you got to train like a savage beforehand. That's part of the lifestyle with this process. So before I kind of get into that, um, and I should mention too, like nobody knows how to have more fun at home than my wife and I, we are, well, I'm more of a hermit than she is, but we, uh, spend a lot of time at home. Full disclosure, we did have an edible and what's so funny too, we, uh, we had the edible and then we got like this surge of creativity. It was like this mixed blend of sativa and indigo and sativa gives me a little more creativity and energy Indica gives me like the relaxation and like the weakness and, and the munchies. So it, it kind of came in waves. It started with this wave of creativity. And in 20 minutes, we designed the next year of product launch and marketing calendar sequences for our new company, Sleeve Sold Separately. You will not believe the stuff we have coming. It's going to be so fun. And I got like five years of energy from like thinking about the stuff we're going to make and create for, you know, active men who, you know, like sportswear, streetwear, but it never fits the right way. It hides your physique because of how baggy and improperly fitted it is. I mean, there's some really cool stuff. I don't want to share too much of it now because, uh, you know, it's in the works that I want to give too much of our secret sauce, but stay tuned for that. But just, you know, the creativity we got from it. And then we had this amazing night that followed. Before I get to that, I want to share the workout but I will first dedicate this episode to the one and only Aaron the Mullet Gregory, the king of contrast. Okay, one of my buddies in college, we played football together, and I'll give you some brief background here. He unfortunately tore his ACL freshman year and got very depressed and kind of, you know, got himself a little bit isolated away from the team and his rehabilitation because, you know, he couldn't play that first season. And obviously you're already a freshman. You're trying to prove yourself and he gets dealt this terrible blow of an ACL. And during his depression, and again, this is not what's funny, but was what was funny is that he ended up not cutting his hair for an extended period of time and grew this amazing mullet. So we started to call him mullet and then it evolved into, you know, various things, la mulleta, <laughs> um, Mouillet, Mouillet was kind of like the French version of mullet. 
I don't think he liked it. Uh, and I, I, if he's listening, I, he probably isn't. But if he is ever listening, I apologize. It was just us. You know, guys, we don't know how to show love in a lot of ways. So we, we tend to show it through, you know, criticism and humiliation, especially early on. But there was this one incident that really stood out. You know, we were roommates senior year in the dorm. And he goes in to uh, the shower after a game. It might have been junior or senior. I forget. But he comes out with a beer, and we're like, were you just drinking beer in the shower? And he goes, oh, I don't know, warm, cold beer, warm shower, it just seemed right. And he didn't say it that way, but it was kind of the tone, like he just, it was like almost like in a movie. We joked about it all the time, like he'd walk in and say something, and one of our other roommates, Vinny Crotta, would say, and cut. Because it seemed like this was scripted in a movie. And everybody would give him so much shit, but uh, the genius, the thing about the mullet is he, he's from another time and he was ahead of his time because he knew how to play with, with contrasts, with temperatures in a way that I think, you know, our young minds were not just ready for. And a lot of the stuff I'm going to share in, in terms of the evening festivities that you're going to do this upcoming Friday or this weekend, mandatory by the way, is based on playing around with temperature. So I want to give credit where credit is due, Aaron the mullet Gregory, a lawyer, he's got a beautiful family now. He hasn't talked to me in years. I think he's still upset about being called the mullet and for not getting true credit for his, uh, you know, nuance when it came to temperature. I don't know. It just felt right. Warm beer. No, not warm beer. I keep fucking it up. Cold beer, warm shower. So here's what you're doing this weekend. And it all starts with a great workout. And take inspiration from this workout in whatever way you can. It was an awesome, like, upper body session. Uh, I do a lot of testing of new protocols and sometimes I wing it because sometimes I come up with amazing stuff through improvisation and this is kind of a classic upper body uh, gorilla corn style workout that isn't in the program itself just something that I was playing around with and just felt like mixing up some training tools stuff like that so five round workout each round lasts three minutes and there's a minute break between rounds and I did you know it takes 20 minutes to do a full cycle of that all five rounds and then I repeated the cycle one more time for a 40 minute workout and I was done Epic muscle pumps, the joints felt amazing, all that good stuff. Round one, I always do kind of a built-in warm-up on the upper body days, and the big focus really is just getting the whole shoulder girdle ready to go. So I started with this dumbbell delt stack, 40 seconds of max reps, 20 seconds rest, three times for each move, right? So it's in order, minute one, dumbbell reverse flies, minute two, dumbbell lateral raises, and then minute three, dumbbell hammer curl to press. It's a great flow. And I went 40-20. Now, by the way, you can go one minute, one minute, one minute if you have access to loads that might be too light. And and whereby, like, they're not as challenging as you'd like them to be because, but you can make them so by not breaking at all between moves and just, you know, extending the time under tension a bit. And I've done that protocol sometimes where I go, you know, a minute, minute, minute with lighter loads. So you can do that too. But if you have the ability to load yourself up properly in a 40-second work period where, like, if it was 45, you probably couldn't properly execute it. That would be ideal. Or for 50 seconds versus 40, you want it to be challenging in 40 seconds to get that 20-second break. It's just enough time to get the break you need, but to keep the cumulative fatigue building from minute to minute. So dumbbell reverse flies, getting the upper mid-back, rear delt, lateral raises, getting the lateral head of the delts, and then hammer curl to press. Uh, people overlook the fact that the biceps are actually a big contributor at their shoulder flexors. They actually... Um, you know, bicep movements do help develop the shoulder, and that cr the curl to press is like one of my favorite arm and shoulder movements. But bang, bang, bang on that. Uh, a pair of 25s is just perfect. 
and I just got a great pump and it really sets a tone for the workout. Round two, it's a tricep stack. And I'm going to have, by the way, one of the lead men, leaders at this company called Eccentric. Uh, they create this flywheel training box and pullier column. And I have both. You've probably seen them in, in some videos. But I'm going to bring him on to talk about like the best training tool nobody has that you should ask your gym to get if you're a trainer you should invest in because I love it. It's one, it is honestly like one of my favorite tools. And if, the way a flywheel works is the faster you pull it, the faster it pulls back. So it actually can eccentrically overload you in a way that no other training tool can. And uh, the eccentric portion of the movement is great for improving strength, muscle gain, performance, injury prevention. And I also just find it to be incredibly easy on the joints. It, it auto-regulated type of training too because you know on days where you're feeling really good, you're moving it faster and it's giving you more on the, on the way back when you're, when you're really feeling it. And when you're not feeling it as much, it's gonna, it'll give you a slower return because you're not moving it as quickly. So there's just a nice, it's up to you how hard you want to make your workout beyond the fact you can change resistance and go between different flywheels and more on that when they visit. But I love it for pulling movements and, and I, I, or pulling movements in particular, but all movements you can find it would incorporate it. So on the column from a high anchor point, I use this uh, tricep pushdowns. So you get this crazy stretch. Uh, you push down fast and it comes up really quick. So you got to control it. And then you get this great stretch in the tricep. So minute one, it was getting 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, three moves back to back to back, was flywheel tricep pushdowns, then band cable overhead tricep extensions, which really get a great stretch on the triceps and upper back and lats. But also because the triceps originate also in the, uh, well, they attach into the scapula, uh, you work the long head or the really beefy portion of your triceps with your arms overhead. So that's a great way to get full arm development. And then minute three, I went back to a tricep pushdown, but with a band resistance. You could use cable too, but the band gives you peak tension and peak contraction. Great way to pump up and just finish off that third minute. And uh, my, man, my triceps were, were tricked out by the end of that three-minute block. Round three, bicep stack. 40-20 for three. I did flywheel bar, bar bicep curls on the box. You stand in the box and you have this nice little bar you attach to and uh, like it's, you really feel the effect of the flywheel and the pulling movements, in my opinion, because you know the bicep curl done right with load isn't just a great biceps movement, but it really works the upper mid back, uh, the core, because you have to really lock in your position and your alignment, your posture. So uh, I did tried to get twelve, and, and I, I put two flywheels on. So you can go up to three total. Three would be like crazy resistance. Two is is a lot, so especially for a you know a single joint movement like the bicep curl. And I did twelve reps or 40 seconds of reps, it was about, I got about 12 with, with, you know, really getting the pull in and you see so uh, pull up quick and then it just wants to pull back down real fast. So you got to lock in your core and just hold everything. I get crazy bicep pumps with that. That was minute one. Minute two, uh, I took a pair of 25 pound dumbbells and went constant tension dumbbell curls, meaning I didn't go all the way down. I stopped just short of uh, lockout. So there's a quarter bend in the elbows at the bottom. And I just tried to keep it in motion and keeping the palms up fully supinated. So I'm really maximizing the biceps activation and uh, you know, 25s, like 40s or 45s because of the pre-fatigue. This is what I'm talking about. making light loads go a longer way, but extending time and your tension in a certain body zone. And then I finish lying in the ground with band bicep curls. So uh, in the flywheel, you get maximum stimulus towards the bottom of the movement on the stretch because it pulls you down. In the constant tension, it is just more of a constant tension kind of pumping, burning movement. But due to the strength curve, you know, the move is actually easiest at the top with dumbbells and bicep curls. But with band, with line band or even standing band, but line in particular, I love. You get on the ground and you get set and 
the peak tension comes at peak contraction when the bicep is fully flexed. So you're not just doing different movements for a different movement's purpose, but to try to get a different feel or maximize you know, all the unique angles or contractions you're looking for in a muscle group. That's the benefit of stacking these together where this, this is not a good fat loss workout. This is a great muscle building workout because we're going local and we're driving as much blood and nutrients into one area as possible. Mind-muscle connection oriented and again, using what we know about anatomy to maximize a training effect. So just a crazy pump there to finish off and I wouldn't let it go all the way back or if I rested, I rested in a stretch position with the arms extended. So I never kept tension off the bicep, but just pumping them in kind of the top half where there's all that tension and contraction, crazy, you know, turn those bice, uh, those baseballs into softballs of those biceps. Round four, and interesting too, sometimes I like to actually, I always like to start with some shoulder stuff in the beginning, but then sometimes I'll work the arms first to warm them up, get the elbow joint, and also, you know, part of the shoulders involved in a lot of these bicep tricep movements to get that, that warmed up and it also makes it so that I don't have to necessarily use as heavy of loads on the chest and back work because yeah, a little bit of pre-fatigue in the bison tries can you know, just make so that lighter loads go a long way for the chest and back. But also, you know, whatever you do when you're most fresh and focused and first, you get the biggest training effect on. So I wanted to make it more of an arm and shoulder emphasis, but still cover chest and back. So I put them as round four and five. Round four, again, another three-move setup, 40 on, 20 off, one-arm flywheel, chest press, and and minute one, minute two, one-arm flywheel, chest press in minute two, and then constant tension push-ups in minute three where I'm just doing the bottom half and just pulsing and just keeping as much tension on the chest as possible. And by putting that push-up third, it's as if I'm doing like heavy weighted push-ups or heavy presses because of the pre-fatigue. Again, this is how you make light loads go a long way. I'm just trying to give examples. You guys ask a lot about this. Why, why, why is your training system so unique? And uh, this is how I can just like get crazy workouts in with very little cost to my body. And uh, if you don't have a weight vest, that's how you make push-ups feel like a weight vest. But the flywheel chest press, I get kind of into a, a boxing stance, so to speak. And it's it's not only just a great chest move, but a great core move. Because like I said with the flywheel, the faster you push out, you punch out, it rips back on you. So if you don't ground your feet and lock your hips and core down, it'll, it'll pull you back. And you get a great stretch in the chest. Um, I tried to get like 12 to 15 reps in 40 seconds uh, within that time frame and switching sides. And the push-up pump was great. You could also, by the way, if you don't want to do push-ups, just go band cable chest flies in that third and final minute. And, and you'll enjoy that too. And I finished with the back stack. 40-20 for three in kind of a very similar setup to the chest, but just for the back. So just flipping, uh, you know, push to pull. One-arm flywheel rolls. And you get rows. And, and why... The flywheel is so amazing on the poles is you get such a stretch through the lats. Like you will never experience a lat pump in contraction like you will in a flywheel. And this applies to all posterior chain stuff, by the way. Glutes, hamstrings. I just find just the best training effect. Bent over rows, standing one arm rows, hip hinges, deadlifts. I do a lot of most of the heavy hip hinges I do are on the flywheel. And just crazy pull and it's in a split stance you actually get a great opposite hip to shoulder connection really working the glutes and single link balance and stability again very low impact on the joints and if you want to get a little more quad into it you can actually sink your hips down a bit like you're holding a split squat or a lunge and and you know there's a way to recruit more muscle mass albeit isometrically where it's very easy on the knees and uh it's also this is much easier in the spine than a lot of back movements you know heavy bent over barbell rows etc so uh, minute one was on the left arm, minute two was on the right arm, and then minute three, I just did some band cable 
Uh, it was just banned, but with the crossover symmetry. All my gear is at gardenofgains.com with a Z, by the way. And uh, overhand grip, crossover, reverse flies, just hammering out the posterior delt, upper mid-back, mid-low trap. And, uh, man, the, the pump was off the charts. So, again, this is the, the beauty of this, too. What I'm going to share in the evening would not be as delicious and enjoyable had I not started the day with getting in an excellent workout. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, you want to eat like an asshole, you got to be willing to put in some work in the gym. And you can't eat like an asshole all the time. By the way, many of you really seem to like that. I've gotten messages that I love the way you said that. So I, I mention it, that now because uh, it seems like it's resonating. And by the way, the benefit of everything we got in the morning, we got this great workout in, but that was the last thing of the morning. We got in that one-hour podcast with uh, Naomi and I talking about health and fitness for kids, which people have really enjoyed. So we felt great getting that out there and, and sharing with the world and people seem to you know enjoy it and are getting stuff from it and that gives us a high. So that productivity feels great too. We got in a business call that looks promising. More on that as it comes. And so but it's not even noon yet and we've got these like two positive developments for the business. We had coffee and watched some ESPN and then we got this great workout and then the rest of the day is ahead of us. So here's what so it was a killer workout in the EM with a lot of good business. And then in the PM, killer eats and treats. So here's what you need to know. Pizza and sushi. Now, an unlikely combination, but there's something special about it. And I, I don't fully know why yet. I, I think I know some of the elements. There's such different flavors. You know, you got Italian versus Asian cuisine. That contrast. You also get a, a very... Um, you know, there's a good amount of protein in pizza, especially with toppings. And if you have a lot of slices, there's there's enough cheese in there that you'll get your 30 to 40 plus grams of protein for sure. But, uh, you know, you get unique contrast of protein. You know, uh, obviously, I think in some ways, the they're both salty. So you get like double salt. And there is a contrast of the, you know, the, the, there's fishiness, obviously, in the sushi. And then there's the, the zest of the pizza. And I think... Uh, the pizza can almost mask some of the fishiness of the sushi for some. And by the way, if you get good sushi, it shouldn't be that fishy anyway. But what a combination. And by the way, it's not just about having the pizza. You've got to get a quality dipping sauce in the side. I've talked about this before. It, you know, someone asked me, by the way, like, uh, what, what type of can do you use for the tomato sauce? I'm like, can? Do I look like a pauper to you? You need to get a glass jar $5 minimum glass jar of a high-quality marinara sauce. One of our favorites we've been using is the Rouse Sensitive Sauce Marinara because my wife uh, has some sensitivity to onions, so there's less, there's no onions in it. And if anything, it actually makes it more about the tomato flavor. And we get that one. It's delicious. It has, obviously, extra virgin olive oil in it like any good sauce would. And we warm it up, not just warming it up, by the way, like Here's where you have to go the extra step. Yeah, just having the dipping sauce on the side is a game changer, but it needs to be piping hot. Like piping hot. Super hot. Almost as if, like you know, the best way I can describe it is you know you're not going to be able to taste any food for the next couple of days, but it's going to be worth it because of how much better it's going to make this current meal taste. I don't want you to get burnt, but like piping hot. And to take it to the next level, we, we, we went to Whole Foods quick to grab a couple things, and we got one of their pizzas. It was a pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, classic pizza. And, you know, Whole Foods plays their pizza pretty safe. You know, they're not going to 
make it any one way, right? Just a very safe approach to pizza and it's quality. But if you know how to add in the, hot, the popping hot, the piping hot tomato sauce on the side, and if you have a one of those conventional toaster ovens, put a slice or two at a time in the oven, bring it to a piping hot. Like you gotta, you gotta cook it a little further to do it, to do Whole Foods pizza the right way, especially with the dipping sauce. And there's just something about how quickly it warms up and how much it retains heat. And the level of thickness in that Whole Foods pizza made it so that it just retained the heat in such a unique way. It, it was hot throughout. So you take that hot ass conventionally, conventional toaster oven slice with the piping hot tomato sauce and you dip and, and like legitimately some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Even though like it wasn't necessarily the best pizza pizza because of the you know, enhancements and using temperature, we took it next level. And by the way, contrast too, the sushi's cool, cool to the touch. So it's a great contrast with that piping hot pizza. Uh, we really enjoyed it. And I got a mix of like uh, the classic salmon and tuna with the rice. We got the like volcano uh, spicy rolls and then the spring rolls. Just what a delicious combination. And I like to use the uh, liquid aminos brog kind of soy sauce alternative because I just, my preference, I don't like opening up those small packs. It just takes forever to get enough soy sauce out beyond it being potentially a better option. But, you know, that was how it started after, by the way, we did pregame with the the kettle chips, jalapeno, sour cream, backyard barbecue, the honey Dijon. We didn't have all of them, but we had a couple. Let me just put it that way with you know, a mix of these excellent, properly chilled, crystalline three-step technique, insulin bone cold beverage. That's a reference to the podcast for those listening. But we had Dietary 7-Ups, Diet Ginger Ale, the drink of the sick and weak, <laughs> apparently. And then uh, uh, some Diet, uh, diet Cokes or uh, Coke Zero caffeine-free with the chips. A nice little pre-gamer. Again, you're noticing the theme of the level of salt going on here, right? Because it, it that'll come to attention later. Then we finish with... At Whole Foods, we got these brown butter, chunky chocolate chip cookies, which are just like delicious. And and I will say, you can use, you don't have to go to Whole Foods to get your pizza, just use some of the elements and you don't have to do all this in one day. Though I will recommend like stringing these all together in one day is one hell of an experience. But the, the thick, the thicker chocolate chip cookie is key because you're not going to just, you know, eat it. You're going to put it in the, in the conventional toaster oven as well and you're going to get that piping hot. All right, you're going to get that piping hot and you're going to go a la mode and combine it with either a vanilla ice cream, a banana ice cream, or a bania. It's a fusion of vanilla or banana. We use the uh, vanilla from Hakuna Hakuna Banana, which we got at Whole Foods. But again, whatever ice cream you want and add whipped cream to it. And the blend of that that perfectly heated and and now the the inside chocolate chunks are just going to melt. And then you get this hot mix and it's going to blend up with that cold ass ice cream and that whipped cream just takes it to the next level and you follow that with that pizza and sushi combination done the way I just described this might be the best thing you've ever tasted in a back-to-back format not to mention the fact you you did a pregame with some chips and and you know crisp ass diet soda drinks are you taking notes you better be delicious I mean really just what, what an experience and we uh I'm looking through my, by the way, I took notes because I'm like, I can't, I'm, I'm experiencing this. I'm like, cause I, I do care about you guys a lot. I hope you know that. And I want to share these experiences with you. And if you enjoy food and, and chilling at home and having a good time, like I know you will love this stuff. 
by the way, during the, while you're having your pizza and then moving into dessert, I want you to take uh, one, a couple, either, I prefer the full liter bottle, but if you want to go 20 ounce, that's fine. Powerade Zeros and, and uh, Gatorade Zeros or G-Zeros. You want to get them in the freezer and you want to transform them into a kind of a slushy style drink. You don't want to freeze them all the way, but you want to get it close enough so that, you know, you have to kind of shake the bottle a bit and break up the ice. And then you've got literally a zero calorie slushy that is going to taste, by the way, so amazing because you are going to be at this point severely dehydrated from all the salt. All right. Like, so a thirst quencher done frozen in a slushy style. But again, this is how you make your teeth a little better. You could have had a slushy, yes, but now you're going to save yourself the sugar. And thirst quenchers taste the best. When free shit, as we call it, I call it free shit. It means not frozen, but close. They taste the best when you are, when you've had some salt, you're dehydrated. So you will, you have something special waiting for you. My favorites are the blue and, and the, the purple gray Powerade Zero. And uh, the blue Powerade Zero is also excellent, but any of the G-Zeros will work, but in particular, that great Powerade Zero and the blue is just something else. It really feels like a slushy. You get that ready because you're going to be watching outside. Ideally, if you have a backyard, this is backyard setup. You could even do this in the front yard if you wanted to, but you can go on Amazon and you can buy two things. Each is 60 bucks. Well worth the investment. One of the best things we've added to our arsenal for home entertainment. Get a $60 projector that you can Chromecast movies from your phone to the project to, to the projector itself to the screen. And then you have to get the movie screen as well that can just slide and out and open up. That's an additional 60 bucks. All right. You're like, well, BJ, this is all in. You're talking about like a thousand dollar investment. Uh well, if you don't have a toaster oven, yeah, you have to get one of those. You got to buy all this food, yes. You do need the projector and you need some outdoor seating. Yeah, so there's some, there's an investment here, but you can also put the projector in a basement. The key is it has to be uh, in, in a area where there's no light. So outdoors at night is great. Under the stars even better. And, and I'll get into the, the next elements. We're going to play around with more contrast coming up. But what an experience. Like it's like a drive-in movie at home and uh, the picture is really good. I actually know some people that don't have TVs that just use projectors because it's it's actually more affordable and you can you can stream it from your phone. And we watched it had been a while and this came back it was actually funny because I made a statement earlier in the night right around I think we were while well, we we're still designing this Lisa separately marketing calendar and I said I'd rather fuck myself than let you fuck me for 20 for $20. And that basically meant like, if I'm going to get fucked, let me just do it myself because I, I've been fucked before by my own mistakes and I, I at least know I can get through that, but I'm not going to give you the power of fucking me and then losing 20 of my own dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so we sent it to a couple of friends. He's like, does this make sense? Because we felt like this is a profound thing to say. And it's like, this would be something that you that they would say in like a Quentin Tarantino movie. And it's been a long time since I saw the movie Pulp Fiction and I saw it as a kid. And I remember what I remember most from the movie as a kid is the Royale with cheese that Samuel, J Samuel Jackson was talking about. And then that horrific scene in the basement that like changed me forever. And those who have seen the movie know what I'm talking. I'm not going to describe it on this podcast, even though it's explicit. Uh, this podcast is not that explicit. I'm not even willing to go there with what I saw in the basement. But I watched it again for the first time, like since I was a kid when I saw it in the 90s and like, wow, what a fucking movie. 
what a visionary performance by Tarantino. And the acting is like, there's world-class acting and casting in every scene. What a, what a movie to watch. After we ate all that good food, you're going to chase one of the, these epic films that, you, again, if you haven't seen, you have to see. And then if you haven't seen since you were a kid, you'll appreciate it more than ever now. And we're watching on this outdoor projector. We got the stars. We got the ocean breeze. It, it's it's approaching. It's, you know, it's fall time too. So it's getting that cool ocean breeze. So this is the perfect time for the outdoor movies, by the way, because we can play with temperature. It's a little cooler now in the nights. So you take a couple blankets. and you, Ideally, you want four blankets. If there's two people, you want twice the blankets for the number of people involved. So that you can always have two blankets in the dryer and then two, two heated blankets on your body. And every 10 to 15 minutes... You throw the, you exchange them. You get the hot heat of blankets back in, and you keep rocking that. And you're going to have your slushy Powerade Zero ready or, or G Zero ready as you're going to watch Pulp Fiction with heated blankets outside on an outdoor projector under the stars, if possible. You can do it in the basement as well. But what a fucking experience! Like the cool breeze, hot blanket on top of you. This is the the contrast we're talking about from the mullet, the cold beer warm shower effect, if you will. We did it with food. Now we're doing it with blankets in the outdoor environment, and you're watching a great movie. And to me, there is nothing better than a good dinner and a movie. That's it, especially at home, the comfort of your own own home, the privacy of your own home. And it, by the way, if you're going to do it outside too, you know, uh, people have asked me like, I see you have sledgehammers outside in your backyard, the Garden of Gains. Do you use them for your workout or something? No, I have them there. That's my outdoor protect- protection, just in case someone wants to come and play. And, and, you know, trespass on my grounds. There's three sledgehammers within an arm's reach ready to go. And I'll show you what the power of pivoting feet hip rotation can be with a well-delivered sled, sledgehammer strike. So uh, don't push me. But that was my Friday. Killer workout in the morning. Killer eats and treats in the evening. And let me tell you something. Don't ever let your fitness get in the way of experiencing Stuff like this. All right. Now, I earned it by training well during the week, being active. And by the way, I, I trained on that day. I also trained the next day. You know, uh, the key is you got to stay active. And for me, fitness has always been a vehicle with which I can enjoy my love for food and entertainment and not become a total fat piece of shit. I think many of you are the same. So I wanted to share this experience with you. It is one hell of a weekend. It's uh, You can do it at home and have a great time. Invite some friends over. If you have neighbors you enjoy, bring them over. But I can't recommend that combination of food enough, playing around with the temperature. And uh, by the way, if you don't have the outdoor project, just watch Pulp Fiction inside the house. It's still going to be a great experience, but I'm just giving you like, you'll still get an eight out of 10. But if you add in the outdoor projector outside with that cool breeze and the warm blankets, I mean like fresh out of the dryer, like hot and you put it on your body, it's something else. And you got the slushy, oh, that thirst quenching slushy while you're watching your movie, maybe a couple chips sneak in. I don't know. Depends how saucy you're feeling that day. But that's what you're doing this weekend. Please. And, it, you know, maybe not Friday, maybe Saturday, or maybe it's an upcoming weekend, but please do this combination of things. Get a great workout in the morning. Pizza and sushi. Hot dipping sauce. Piping hot out of the con- conventional toaster oven of, the, of each, each slice. Get that a la mode brown butter chocolate chunk chip cookie with some sort of ice cream, whipped cream, and get that out of the toaster oven so it's fucking... Just melting with the ice cream. Kettle chips with delicious diet sodas. 
man, uh, it's quite an experience. I love you guys, and uh, clearly this is not a typical episode uh, in terms of uh, you know, promoting these hedonistic activities from a, from a fitness man or as they call the muscle man. I see you guys posting that, by the way, in comments on social media. I'm adding you all to my list of people I'm going to kill at some point. <laughs> but I had to share because I love you guys. I want you to have fun and enjoy life. And uh, the more and more you get into this, you realize what, what good quality fitness and active lifestyle can allot you in life is you can still look the way you want to look, move the way you want to move, and love the fuck out of life and enjoy every fucking day, especially the weekends, like a fucking savage, like a champion. And that's what it's all about. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you have any questions for future episodes of the podcast, send me a voice message on Anchor. And uh, listen on Anchor too, if you can, because you get the best listening experience. I had a nice little song that started the episode for those that are on Anchor. It only plays on Anchor. And then a five-star rating review is much appreciated. Uh, I'm giving you guys, I, I played in my stories too, the the ice cream tip with putting the chocolate chip with chunk cookie. I can't even say it. The brown butter by the way it's got this brown butter element too brown butter chocolate chip chunk cookie from whole foods in that conventional oven and you bring it out i should be charging you for that advice a couple of you've already tried it because you saw it in my stories and you said like you can never go back this is the game changer you've been looking for you're welcome love you guys peace